Welcome to episode 44 of ShimmyCast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. This week we have the usual event announcements and answers to the question of the week. A review of Belly Dance for Fitness and Health, Level 1 with Kelly Marie, and the second half of my interview with Mariah Chapel from the Belly Dance Superstars. The music for this week's show is from Bellahar and Annie Young. Let's get started. What five things make a good belly dancer to you? Jade posted on the forum board. Number one, joy. Number two, joy. Number three, joy. Number four, joy. And number five, you guessed it, joy. (laughs) I think those are all very good answers. (laughs) And Sabra from Springfield, Missouri says, number one, fun attitude. Number two, love of dance. Number three, confidence. And she spelled it as in dance, D-A-N-C. It was very cute. Number four, can catch a beat. Number five, practice. And again, I think those are all really good answers. And um, just to let you guys know, that was one of the questions that I chose to ask several people when I was at Shimmy Fest. So you're going to be hearing a lot of other dancers' opinions on what they think make a good belly dancer. And at this time, I'd also like to suggest that you guys reconsider the question from episode number 20, which was, what future questions would you like to hear I'm asking you this because I'm going to be having some more interviews with dancers coming up and I'd really like to know what questions you would like to know the answer to, what questions you would like to hear a lot of different dancers' opinions on. Um, and, and it's perfectly fine if you want to say something like, if I ever had the chance to ask Rachel Bryce one question, it would be this one. Or, you know... I've always wanted to ask Jillian this, you know, feel free to, to pose it to specific dancers if you want to. That's fine, too. But just think about answering that. And now your ShimmyCast news, August 16th through the 19th. Yahala, y'all, in Grapevine, Texas, featuring Susanna Del Vecchio, Jillian, Sahara Saeed, Mira, Cami Little, Sonia, Mesmira, Heather Stance, Amaya, Susu Pampin, Harry Sobrion, and Jamil Mohid. August 17th through the 18th, Kismet Dance Studio presents its 27th annual Middle Eastern Dance Festival, West Valley City, Utah. August 17th through 19th, Blue Damsel presents Tribal Cafe 2007 with workshops by Frederick David, David of Scandinavia, Ariella, Anka of Baraka Mundi, Rachel Bryce, and Carolina Noricchio. 
in San Bernardino, California. August 18th through September 30th, the Belly Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in Texas, Mexico, California, Massachusetts, Maryland, Quebec, Indiana, the Caribbean, and Argentina. August 18th, Darshan, a.k.a. Cami Vance, workshops in Syracuse, New York. August 19th through the 25th, Oriental Dance Retreat with Sarin El-Safi, Shambhala Ranch, Santa Barbara, California. August 22nd through the 24th, Sahara Dance presents Tribal Dance Intensive with Rachel Bryce in Washington, D.C. August 23rd through the 29th, Jasmine Jahail's Shimmy Fest 2007 in Chicago, Illinois. August 27th through September 2nd, Traditions and Innovations, Dance Intensive with Anahid Zofan in New York, New York. August 27th through September 4th, Alaturka, 2007 Dance and Music Festival with Folk Tours in Istanbul, Turkey. August 31st, Gypsy Fire will be performing at the River's Edge Bistro and Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. September 22nd, Judy's 20th Annual Belly Dancers Bazaar featuring Julina, Judy, and Ashera in Sedalia, Missouri. September 29th, Sonia in Davenport, Ohio. September 29th through the 30th, Amira's Dance Productions will be performing at Great Plains Renaissance Fair in Wichita, Kansas. And this is an update on a date. Previously, I had announced that Ariella would be having a workshop uh, October 19th through the 21st in Springfield, Missouri. Those dates have been moved to October 13th through the 14th. Ariella and Ziva Serpentinia will be in workshop. Ariella will be teaching four hours of tribal fusion and yoga on Saturday and two hours of gothic belly dance stylings on Sunday. Ziva will end the weekend with two hours of Indian fusion style belly dance. And again, this is in Springfield, Missouri. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's review is Belly Dance for Fitness and Health Level 1 with Kelly Marie, and it is reviewed by Anola Rabari. This is a 53-minute Level 1 Belly Dance DVD. I watched this on a computer, so I'm willing to admit that maybe some of my frustration with the close-ups being too close may not be a problem on a regular TV. And that's my only complaint as far as production issues. Lesson Chapters First lesson is intro and stretching. Some verbal information on the history of belly dance is given while written text covers the physical and emotional benefits of belly dance. Although sometimes the font is hard to read over the video montage going on, I thought this was a nice way to cover a lot of information all at once. Kelly Marie has two assistants with her, and they face in profile a number of times so you can see a straight-on view and side views of the movements at the same time. 
which is not something all instructional videos are prone to do. Instruction segment one. She covers the basic position verbally, but they just stand there already in basic, and I would have liked to have seen them demonstrate how to get into basic stance, since not everyone might understand verbal instructions. Other movements include temple pose, head slides, hip slides, hip circles, hip slides on an angle, a hip figure eight, chest slides, chest circles, hip twists, hip twists with a pivot step, and shoulder shimmies. The segment one choreography is a short choreography where Kelly does a call out, follow the leader with the movements you just learned during the first lesson segment. Instruction segment two moves include hip lifts, hip lifts with a step, hip bumps, traveling with hip bumps, chest lifts, and vertical chest circles. The segment two choreography is again a short choreography where Kelly does a call out follow the leader with the movements that were learned during the second lesson segment. I think it might have been nice for her to have added moves from the first lesson section so you could build onto the moves. The third instruction segment covers traveling steps like a rock step, a chasse step, a cross touch step, arm and hand positions, hand ripples, and arm figure eights. And there is no segment three choreography. There's then a performance by Kelly and her two assistants and a solo by Kelly Marie. Bonuses include an extended stretching section. I think this is a great stretching session, including stretches for the legs, back, and breathing exercises. A lot of these are stretches that I use every day based on recommendations from my arthritis doctor and physical therapist that I have worked with. The music is calming and relaxing, as is Kelly Marie's voice during instructions. These sessions would make a great cool down to end any workout. However, I'm going to guess that for most of you, like me, these aren't new stretches and you probably don't really need DVD instructions for them. However, if you are new to exercise, you should take the time to view this section as it will help you during any form of exercising. The second bonus section is health exercises. This section is for anyone new to dance or exercise or with various chronic health problems such as lower back pain, post-surgery, or difficulty standing for a long time. There is a great introduction on what to do to make you more comfortable during this workout, such as having a mat or a rolled towel for neck support. I think this is a great bonus feature section. She breaks it down so you were doing all the moves while laying down, but they show an insert of her doing the real belly dance moves in a standing position. Some of these moves I had already tried doing in my bed on days when I was having so much joint pain I couldn't get up but some I've never thought about. For several of the moves, she tries to show an easy version and then a more advanced version. I was very happy to see this section for two reasons. Number one, hardly any workout DVDs include workout exercises with people who are injured or have temporary or permanent handicaps. Let's face it, you never know when something might incapacitate you 
so you can't do belly dance as you normally would. For instance, a broken leg or some kind of surgery. Number two, my troop has been asked to do some volunteer work at a rehab center where a lot of the patients are either bedridden or have limited mobility. And this has really given me a lot of ideas of things that we can show to include everyone there. On the whole, I think this is an excellent level one DVD. I don't feel like the moves are rushed through like they are in some other DVDs. Although I think some of the moves might be frustrating to some beginners, such as a three-fourth chest shimmy or three-fourth hip shimmy. However, even in the choreography section, Kelly keeps the moves at a slow to walking pace. I love that she does hip lifts in basic stance, as most DVDs teach you this move in a profile position. And she talks about how to make the hip lifts sharp, which is another aspect that I think other programs fail to address. In both the segment one and two lessons, simple variations of the basic moves are covered. I think the DVD came up short by not including a choreography segment for the third lesson, which covered traveling steps and embellishments. I thought the two performances were very nice basic routines that really showed off the moves that were learned in the program. Overall, I felt this program included all the basic movements that any dancer should learn as the basis for their movement repertoire. Although it is probably not a DVD I will buy for myself as I'm a more advanced dancer, it is a DVD that I will suggest to beginning students to help them practice at home. This week's first song is Parisian Waltz from the album Worlds by Bellahar.
emails, and feedback. Well, I'm just guessing that most of you guys are out on vacations or something, and that's why I haven't got a lot of emails and feedback this week. And in fact, I didn't get any. But that's okay. I understand. Summer is a busy time. Um, just some show filler. I did have a great birthday. I know I'm finally getting back to you guys to talk about that. My birthday was June 6th. And, um, I have to tell you guys, I got, um, a three disc set of Bollywood music that I really love. Um, and I got a vintage sari that was really this beautiful green color. It was so beautiful. I was very excited. And what else did I get? Oh, yes. I got my first 25-yard skirt, and I am hooked. I don't think I ever want to wear any other kind of skirts when I dance ever again. <laughs> I'm I'm totally in love with the 25-yard skirt now. So um, that's all been really cool. And then... Um, like I've, I've mentioned before, I got to go to Mariah's workshop in Tulsa and that was really cool. I bought, um, another built like a belly dance superstar workout shirt and I got to go to shimmy fest with Dahlia Corelli, which was awesome. And I bought lots of good stuff there, some dance pants and, um, some books. I've recently gotten new belly dance books that I will be writing reviews for you guys for, along with some new CDs. So be looking for all of that. And I hope that just wets your whistle. Again, if you guys are involved with organizing any belly dance events, aside from letting me know so I can announce them during the ShimmyCast news, um, let me know and I'll be glad to try to hook you up with some door prizes for your event. Um, if you're producing a program, you know, I can buy some ad space, help you guys out with that, or just set up some interviews to get some more advertisement, um, for your events. And I think it's, it would be really neat for some people to hear how events are organized and, and hear more details about what kind of things you do at your annual events that maybe they don't do in their area. And so you can kind of get ideas on how to make your own events better that way. So if anyone has any comments, suggestions, or feedback, email shimmycast at gmail.com. Post on our forum. Um, you can get to that through the blog, shimmycast.blogspot.com. Send us an audio. Um, feel free to vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle. Leave reviews on iTunes. Um, sign up on the Frapper map. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys. Um, August 5th was mine and Ryan's 7th year anniversary. And for our anniversary, he bought me the domain, com. So I'm now working on my own personal website. And he also bought me the domain shimmycast.com. So I'll be working on a more formal, totally rad website for ShimmyCast. And I'm really excited about those things. Um, and I have no idea how long it'll take me to get all that together. But you'll hear it first. Oh, and there's now an actual ShimmyCast tribe on tribe.net. Um, before, I just had my own personal profile but now there is a ShimmyCast tribe on tribe.net if you'd want to go and sign up and be a member of the tribe. It's just getting started, so it's not very big. There aren't that many posts or anything. So go feel free to post like mad. 
So here's the second half of my interview with Mariah Chapel. What's the one thing you always have to have in your dance bag? Oh. Well, I think, honestly, I'll say this because everyone, this is the one thing everybody comes to get from me, is duo um, eyelash glue in black. <laughs> it dries black and it holds your eyelashes on and come, becomes kind of rubbery so that when you peel it off, it doesn't hurt your eyes. Yeah, it nice. stays on, and then if you screw up when you're putting it on, you don't have to paint over it because it dries black anyway. It just looks like black eyeliner. So I'll go ahead and say that one. <laughs> um, where has been the most unusual place you've ever performed? Uh, let's see. Um, Monaco is actually kind of unusual, Monte Carlo, because... Um, the French there in particular, and I'll say there because in the rest of France it's it's not that way, but in Monaco, they're very rich. And although they enjoy watching the show, they don't yell, they don't clap, they don't oh, react yes. because they kind of think that it's beneath them to do so. Yeah, so you're dancing in silence. Yeah. yeah. But they love it. I mean, they're so supportive. And they'll tell you they love it, and they'll, you know, but they just don't react while you're dancing so uh, it, it can be awkward unnerving. yeah you're just yeah. sort of like hi do you like me yeah. <laughs> yeah. but also it's really a strengthening place because you know they're not just yelling for anything right. they're they're watching and and you're right. giving your all and that's your job as a performer it's not their job to keep you motivated right. it's your job to keep yourself motivated and to express yourself so that's tough um, and so I feel like I always grow a lot when I come back from Monica. I feel like my dancing has sort of taken another level because I've had to press even harder each night. Yeah. Speaking of motivation, how do you keep motivated? Yeah. Well, you know, it, I find for my personality, I, I love being in social situations. So teaching has just become such a fun thing for me and such a gift. And I'm relatively new to it. This is, um, I think in September will be my first complete year of teaching workshops wow. um, and I'm so lucky to be able to do it and I, I really love it and I you know I, I'm so gr glad for that so that always keeps me motivated because I have to keep coming up with things mm -hmm. to prepare and to present and finding better ways and I have this vision of where I want to get to as a teacher and as an instructor and then I'm constantly working to get there um, but aside from that I will feel very um, overwhelmed when I'm in too much of the scene so when I'm off tour I go back to Pittsburgh where I really don't know very many people and I hang out there with my boyfriend and really just separate myself from the scene and go in and listen to myself. What do I want to say? What do I want to express? How do I feel in this costume? I'll re-listen to the music and see if it speaks to me again in a different way. So how I will keep motivated is just always turning in and always, um, you know, coming back to myself because yeah. sometimes you can get, you know, torn apart by all of the attention. Right. Yeah. Right. What's the wildest experience you've had on tour? Oh, my God. Uh, well, the first time we went to Dublin, that was pretty wild. It was a lot of fun. We were out um, hanging out the first night there, and it was like just a party in the street. It was so fun. And there were these musicians out on the street corners playing. And I turned to Jesse, Petit Mila, who plays bagpipes. I was like, dude, go get your bagpipes. Let's, let's go earn some money. So she ran back to the hotel, and she got her bagpipes. And um, our manager grabbed a penny whistle that she had, too. And then there was me and then um, Scotty, uh, Jesse's uh, fiancé, and he had the camera, and he was taping the whole thing. Maybe I'll get them to put it up online. It's really great yes. footage. Um, and then I think there was Colleen had 
and Brian walked by. So she starts playing in the middle of the street, and people just swarm out of the nightclubs and out of the bars. And suddenly this empty street is full, and people are dancing in circles, and they got down on their knees, and they're bowing in front of her. And I don't know what to do, so I'm just clapping with glee, jumping up and down like... My idea worked, you know. I'm so excited. And Colleen grabs Brian's hat and throws it on the ground, and people start throwing money in it. And and Steve was just bouncing up and down, playing the penny whistle. And then, of course, you know, Scotty's filming it all. And that it just happened out of nowhere. You know, you couldn't reproduce such an experience. It's just so much fun. Like all of a sudden, we're now in Mardi Gras. <laughs> that is just wonderful. Um, what advice would you give to beginners? Um, let's see. Well, uh, let me try to think back to when I was a beginner. Um, I would really study with a lot of different people and find the teaching style that you like. Um, and always bring it back to the fundamentals. Um, really concentrate on what each individual move has to teach your body. And don't try to rush on to the next move because it's really using the vocabulary that you develop from the ground up is what gives you the strength in the language when later on you're performing and you want to express yourself. So I would say, and this is not what I did, but I would say don't race ahead of yourself. Like don't try to just get to the next move and oh my God, the next move and oh my God, the next move. And I think it started, the tide's starting to turn, but there was a time when I was first learning that it was all about the combination. Oh, my God, did you see this combination? Did you see that combination? Did you yeah. see this one? Instead of how are you actually executing each specific move. I mean, it, now there's more care given, I think, to an AMI than maybe just, oh, it's an internal hip circle, and now we're going to go on, and now you learn the chest internal hip circle, and yeah. once you've learned it, you've got it. But really revisit and, and bring it into your body and, and concentrate on, on everything, making it crisp and clear and, and sort of readable by the audience. What other exercise regiments would you suggest uh, dancers take up to improve their belly dancing? Um, I think if you're doing tribal, then really uh, yoga is the best thing to do because it helps with the posturing, it helps with the strength and the flexibility. If it's cabaret, then ballet is really the best that you can do because um, it's lift, it's extension, um, there's... Um, a presence to it that is very similar to what you want to express in cabaret, which is which is more of like a a light kind of up right. feeling rather than an earthy down, you know, sort of mm -hmm. strength feeling. Um, both of them require a lot of combination, a lot of articulation, um, but it's sort of just um, the variations of them. Um, both uh, cabaret and tribal can benefit from jazz um, and hip hop. One, because you're getting into the body in a different way. You're expressing yourself with a different language. And two, because everybody can benefit from learning choreography quickly. And all of those things require that you can pick up choreography quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and so belly dancers as a whole, I think everybody can, can be a little quicker with how, how fast they can put things together and how fast they can remember and go on to the next thing. What are the five things that you think make a good belly dancer? Okay, five things. Um, I think stage presence, um, arm extension, crispness of movement, facial expression, um, and costuming. And I, and I say that not because uh, that has to do with belly dance, but that's more of the performance part of it. Matching your costume to the style of dance you're doing, to the style of music you're playing. Making sure that the three of those 
um, makes some sort of a sense. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more and more important to me as I watch pieces um, because the less you have to dissect why someone's wearing that costume, the more you can pay attention to what they're actually doing. So making it make sense with what you're doing in the music that's playing allows people to pay attention to your dance more. Those are all good. If you could dispel any belly dance stereotype, which one would it be and why? Stereotype. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's so many, actually. Um, So there's, there's one that belly dancing is easy. Um, and so there's this saying sometimes in the dance world, like, if you can't dance, belly dance, you know, because you can, you can make money doing it. And so sometimes, like, jazz dancers and belly dancers are like, oh, belly dance, you know. Um, I'd like to dispel that one. And I think that everybody who's working nowadays is really working to um, make this as respected an art as any of the other standing ones. And everything starts from the beginning. I do think we're in the beginning stages of, of belly dance. I don't think that we're in, like, the advanced stages to where um, people are going to see it and and be like wow oh my god that's incredible but i i do think it's difficult i mean it requires yeah. certain rules um certain ways and methods of dancing that are being developed as it as it comes into contact with more of the other traditional and classical styles of dance um another one is of course the sexual connotation right. and this goes both both ways there are those who say it's not sexual it's not well, no, it is. It's sensual. It is. There's something very beautiful and very strong in that. And I think that I would like for women to not hide so much behind the fear of being sexy because it is sexy and you are sexy. And, and it's a sensual, powerful movement, not um, a sexy sort of um, undermining move. It's not a weak sexy. It's a strong sexy. So... I think that's a good answer. Um, what, does, what future goals do you have for yourself as a dancer? Okay. Um, well, you know, there, I have a lot of goals. I'd like to um, make a DVD, and hopefully that's coming out soon. Um, I'd love to continue touring and continue teaching and eventually come to where I have a school where I can um, teach, perform, have a group, and then go out and tour as I, as I need to at different times. But um, something where I can start to develop my own thing, and that's, that's years and years down the road um i'd love to have uh like a gypsy camp where people can come and stay in little gypsy wagons and we all you know dance and do workshops together um so you know in the future more more things like that um more kind of bringing women together and and learning and dancing growing from each other great okay the last question plug any of your future projects like your future events or you know you said you had a dvd yeah Promote yourself. All right, here's my promotion. Well, I am actually getting my website up, I swear to God. It's going to be www.mariachapel.com. So that's M-O-R-I-A-C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L.com. Um, I'd love for you to join my tribe or talk to me on tribe or visit me on tribe. And that's tribes.net. And then in the search engine, type in M-O-R-I-A. And then you can come and join my tribe. Um, I have a lot of workshops. You can find them all on bellydancesuperstars.com. Um, I have a DVD coming up that we're going to be filming that's going to be um, tribal fundamentals and conditioning with um, costuming and makeup, which I love mm-hmm. teaching. I'm a trained makeup artist, and I love applying theater makeup to sort of the belly dance world and, and all of those things. Um, oh, my God. I think that's it. That's all I can think about right now. <laughs> so far.
Well, thank you so much for taking the time. The workshop today has been wonderful, and I know my listeners are going to appreciate hearing this interview. Oh, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I hope you all enjoyed the rest of that interview. Um, I know she's just such a sweet person, and I had a really good time talking to her, and I wish I could have talked to her more because I, I had a lot more questions and there were just so many fascinating aspects about tribal dance that I don't know about that I wanted to ask her more, but I felt I was kind of being selfish just taking up so much of her time. <laughs> so maybe I'll get to see her again someday and ask her some more of those questions. Um, for now, I should ask you guys the question of the week for next week's show, which is, what are the pros and cons of restaurant dancing. I know that's something uh, that's been discussed in this area a lot. There, we're starting to get more uh, Mediterranean and uh, Greek and Middle Eastern themed restaurants in our area. And some of us are like, hmm, should we maybe branch out into restaurant dancing or shouldn't we? So we want to know what are all the pros and cons of restaurant dancing? To answer, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to our forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This song is Istanbul 7am by Annie Young from the Podsafe Music Network. I hope you all enjoy, and until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com. And be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.